0: So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. I told you all last week that I was going to have a little update for you. Um, (laughs) The podcast is going on hiatus from February 14th, so Monday, Monday. Until March 13th, we'll be back on March 15th. So, for the next month, we'll be in reruns. I'll pick some of my favorite episodes to reshare with you all. I might pop in a couple times in March for new episodes, but I really need to take this time to wrap up some work so I can set things in motion for my upcoming move. This podcast takes a lot of work, it is very time consuming, and I just haven't been able to focus on some of the outside projects that I need to in the way that I need to. So that's just something that I've really got to do um, in order to be my best for myself and for this podcast. Thank you in advance for understanding. It's something I need to do. I'm always going to act in my best interest. So that's where we are with the podcast. In other shitty news, (laughs) my checks have still not cleared from my new bank account. I, I sent a scathing email to the bank and I got a call back the following day from the bank manager who wanted to address my concerns. So he told me he would look into what the issue was and he did do that. And he came back and he said that he didn't have any answers either. He says that when his um his tellers and the manager under him gave clearance for my checks and he was like that's what we had at the time and he was like it's being held up in another department and he was like and we don't have override capacity for that so at this point it's february 11th my checks are supposed to clear by the 15th i will set that bitch on fire (laughs) if my check does not clear by the 15th i'm on like a full week without access to my funds thank you Again, to the many people who have offered to, you know, send cash apps and PayPal, send money. I'm not broke, broke. I just can't spend the way that I would like to. It's my money, whether I spend it or keep it or just, you know, log in every day and look at the number. Is my money and I want it where I can see it at the time that I was told that I would be able to. So, again, there's no updates. I can't tell you anything that I did because I ain't gone nowhere. I ain't been nowhere. I ain't done nothing. Like, I am I can't spend money right now. So it just is what it is. I just hopefully my money will show up by Tuesday. What else? It's just a shitty Black History Month. I mean, for me personally, but like all around in general, somehow, somehow we have confused Black History Month this year with like Dick Week. I've never seen this much penis on the internet. I mean and not I mean short of like watching porn, but like so much penis on the internet. Nelly's penis is on the internet. He said he accidentally leaked his penis. I was like, I don't understand how you leak a full video. Accidentally. Nelly seemed to imply that his account was hacked, that someone had uploaded it to his stories. (sighs) That seems very unlikely to me. I said that, though, before I saw the video, because once I saw the video, I was like, well, maybe somebody else did upload this. If you've been online, which we all have, right, like when you see people who leak photos of their penises, usually, you know, they are they are of great quality, outstanding length and girth. Some out of this world shit that you don't you don't see every day. Right. Like porn day. I mean that's what we're used to seeing online. So, I feel like if someone is going to release pictures of their penis, then they would feel that, you know, I have a penis of such exceptional sight that is so visually pleasing or outstanding that people will be very impressed and they will be like, "Woo, Nelly is packing." That that wasn't what was in in the video. He's not disappointing. It's not anything to be ashamed of. It's not anything to make fun of. But it's just like, you know, if you're going to post something, a dick pic, then it should be something that is, you know, visually stimulating, outstanding of some sort. I didn't think it was anything to write home about. I mean, average. I was like, we're putting average dick on the Internet now? Like, nobody wants to see average dick on the Internet. People kept saying he had husband dick. (laughs) which I was like, what exactly is husband dick? I had never heard that term before. Um, And my readers had to explain it to me. And they were like, you know, like, you know, he's good on paper. You know, he communicates. He has some emotional IQ in so many ways. Like he's a good, solid guy. And so, you know, he doesn't have like, you know, porn dick, but everything else is great about him. And, you know, it's good. It's good if he has technique, it'll do. And I was like, okay, that's pretty much what I was saying. When I, when I did a review of his sex video, I didn't realize there was a, a shorthand name for it. I would have just said, you know, husband dick. I said it was nothing to be embarrassed by, but also nothing to write home about. And I said if he, you know, had additional skills, some good, like, passionate energy, if he was vocal, which he appeared in the video to be a vocal man. He um, verbally expressed his uh, his joy. He, like, moaned really loud at one point, and I was like... For the work she's doing? Like, okay. But he seemed to enjoy it and, and that's all that matters. And I was like, you know, if he has, like, you know, if he's working with, you know, that package and he has some additional skills that, you know, can upgrade the package. Like, you buy a nice car, right? It's not the fanciest car. But then, like, throw some D's on that bitch. Then all of a sudden, it's like, it's something special. It's like souped up. Then it would be a great experience all the way around. But Nelly apologized to to the woman in the video, and her family, because her face was prominently shown shown, and he said that it was an accident, and that he and his team are looking into whoever might have uploaded it. I did feel bad for the young lady. Like, I think we're, I mean, part of our society. We sort of just accepted that, you know, sex tapes are a thing, and that sometimes they leak. I didn't see the woman in the video and think, you know, any kind of ways about her. It was two grown people engaging in a, a consensual sexual act it's an act that at once you know people were very ashamed to say that they did but you know now people you know will do it in the middle of a paint party but you know she was she was performing an act i don't see any shame in doing it but i'm like surely she didn't want the whole goddamn internet to see her doing it because i'm like did your mama see it? did your auntie see it did, did your, your employer see it did your pastor see it your, your beautician did she see it when things like that happen every person who knows someone you know, sends that to them and be like, oh my God, did you see? So, you know, now everybody knows that she joyful. I don't know if it was joyful. I'll say it's pleasing because he was making a bunch of noise. I don't know that she was, she didn't really look enthusiastic or joyful. She like, she was going through the motions of it. She didn't look really into it, but she didn't like she was forced to do it. She just, you know, like she was just doing it like, oh, all right. He enjoyed it. Um, I guess that's what counts in that moment. Who else's penis was on the internet? Little Fizz. They said he looked like the um the little mushroom <laughs> from Super Mario Brothers. And I was like, that's so mean. That's so mean. And then I saw the picture and I was like, well, that's accurate. Um, and then there was this rapper. Um, and I I will not call his name because he was outed. Um, obviously he didn't upload his videos. Videos plural. There was one of Uh, a gentleman performing oral sex on him and then there was another video of him performing oral sex on on a gentleman now that gentleman that's I think what we all thought Nelly might have been working with like that gentleman that blessed that was a blessed gentleman and and rapping sir was going to town I was like oh like that's kind of what we expected from like a Nelly video like you know that kind of package and a woman putting in that kind of work but you know that wasn't what we saw. But said rapper, I saw two videos of him, and the one that he was being serviced, I didn't really pay that much attention to his junk. And then the one where he was giving service, and I was like, okay, 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 okay. Skills. Skills. I see your skills, bruh. The internet has acted, reacted, I think, overall, because, you know, there's always a few. But overall, I think the internet has reacted very Better than what I expected of people, because Al Gore's internet is is something else. But people have reacted better than what I expected to the outing of, of the male rapper. Black guy, I guess like in his mid-20s, late-20s. I mean, outing, obviously. People didn't know he was gay. Um, but I saw a lot of people just being like, that's wrong to out him. I didn't see people calling him out of his name. I saw a lot of people being like, what that got to do? Like, I still like his music. Like, I'm going to listen to him. I know, I know we still got a lot of steps to take forward. I think we've taken a, a, a gigantic leap when it comes to gay black men, at least. I wish we could take a, a gigantic leap when it comes to black women and, and misogyny. Because I feel like we're regressing sometimes in that area. Right before I I set up my microphone to talk to y'all, I was on Facebook and there is this viral post from a man. He's confused as to why the woman he's dating won't go along with the proposition that he made. So he met this woman and she's a single mother. He didn't say how many children she has, but a single mother. And he said he really likes this lady he's willing to commit to her. He wants to, he said, quote, buy property with her. He wants to, you know, set up like an uh, official thing. He ain't saying nothing about marriage, but he wants to, you know, be with her, right? Grow with her, build with her in some capacity that he wanted, that she wanted more children. And he who doesn't have children, he said to her that he wanted his first child to be with someone else who it was also their first child. And so his proposition to this woman who he's in a relationship with, he said to her that he wanted to meet someone else who didn't have children and then have a baby with this woman so he could have his first child with somebody who was also having their first child. And the woman, for obvious reasons, (laughs) I, I can't even get this shit out with a straight face, balked. And then so he got on Al Gore's internet because Mr. Gore's internet has been very busy this week asking people, talk to me. He was like, cause I feel like if I'm willing to, you know, raise another man's child, you should be willing to like, let me go have my first child with somebody else. Like you had your first child with somebody else. Let me go have my first child with somebody else. And then I can come back to you. And now I have my first child, and then now I'm going to be with you, help you raise your kids and take care of them, and we should be good. And he did not understand why this woman wasn't cool with it. And then also, once people started commenting and essentially being like, nigga, what? Lorenz tape voice. He was confused at why people were confused. And I was just like, sir, 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 sir. I have said many times, there's one, a lot of men that don't like women. Sex with women, sure, but actually like women, no. Because you can't actually like women and have so little respect for women that you would ask somebody who, by your own admission, you're like, I really like her, I'm feeling her, and then want her to understand you in a relationship with her, going to pursue another relationship and creating a child with somebody else. And all of the responsibility financial, emotional, and otherwise that comes with creating a child with someone else and having to deal with that other person and raise another child with that person and then come back to you. I don't even know what to call it. Like it's not a break baby. It's not cheating. If you want to be in a polyamorous relationship, then just, just say that. Don't go to somebody monogamous and then try to convince them to do something that they're not into. Which brings me to my second point. I think a lot of what passes is modern dating right now, especially for men, is meeting a woman who is fundamentally opposed to the things that they want. And then trying to convince the woman to change their mind as some sort of, they say it is like proof that you love me or like loyalty or, but I don't think it's any of those things. Like, I think it's just a gigantic ego stroke. It's almost like the idea of like a pimp meeting a woman and like breaking her. Like convincing her to go sell her ass on the block. Because like I watch these discussions online all the time about men. Why won't you, bitches usually, why won't you go 50-50 on the bills? Or why won't you accept a coffee date? Why won't you serve me? Why won't you submit to me? Each time these, these conversations occur, there's tons of women in the comments who agree with men's Take on how a woman should be. There's always tons of women. I mean, we call them pick me's, but maybe that's just how they were raised and that's how they want to operate. Maybe they're just like, you know, what? I, I, I want to submit to someone like I want to fix your plate first. I want to serve you on ceramic and never paper. I want to, you know, go 50 50 on the bills with you. I want to go on a coffee date with you. I want you to lead me. There's always these comments, which means there's a whole bunch of women that think this way. But it was like, why do men keep skipping over the women who are aligned with what they want? But they always skip over those women to just loudly complain about all these bitches who won't do the things that they want them to do it doesn't make sense because if it was really about the submission or the leadership or the big piece of chicken on the ceramic round plate that's fed to you before the kids. And if it was really about the coffee day and it was really about splitting the bills, then you would just be like, Oh, here's someone that does all the things that I want them to do. I'm just going to go here. It's not that it's about breaking women. You said bitches think you're too good to like fix my plate. No, you should fix my plate. I'm going to verbally pummel you into submission until you know your place. That's really what it is. Third thing, there are people in this world, you've heard of the idea of five love languages, right? Acts of service, gifts, verbal affirmation, physical touch, quality time. I would like to suggest there's a larger than uncomfortable group of people whose love language is dysfunctional as fuck. And that love language Is chaos and confusion. They do not know how to operate unless there is conflict, chaos, and confusion. This scenario I just described, that this guy who wants his first kid with someone else who is also having their first kid. Fine. If that's what you want, fine. I don't see anything wrong with that. Why would you date someone with children? There's tons of women that don't have kids. Why not go date one of those women? As opposed to meeting this woman, meeting her children, telling her you want to commit to her. He actually said willing, as if he was doing her a favor. Telling her he wants to commit to her. And then, oh, by the way, I have criteria for that. And it is that you allow me to go build a relationship and have sex with another woman. Have a child with her. And then bring that whole scenario and all of the complications that come with it back to this relationship. She met you as a single man. With no children. And now you want to go create one. To be like even with her or some shit. And then come back to her. And then he was just like. How dare you not accept this offer. Like you're a single mother with like kids. You should be happy I want to be with you. Really? That is the definition of chaos and confusion. This man could easily go and find a woman. With no children. But instead he goes and finds a woman with children. And asks her to do some crazy shit. I'm I'm baffled. I'm baffled. I'm not baffled that he thought it because I think all sorts of crazy shit. But nigga, you tried it. And then when the woman was like, no, he was like, I don't understand why she tripping. Really? I just, I just, I just, I wrote about it on Facebook and somebody commented, God, do you have another batch of black men in the back? Are there some extras that you holding on to? Because what's on the floor right now is no good. This, these options are spoiled, This rotten, not for consumption. I will give credit to the men on this one, though, because his ask is so crazy. Usually when when there are scenarios like this floating around the Internet and men will try to justify it. Men do this thing where they like close ranks. It's almost like a blue line with cops. Men are very, very, very hesitant to criticize other men's behavior, especially when it comes to how poorly they treat women. Men will twist and turn to justify or they'll just go silent and won't say shit. But even on this one. I've seen men come out and been like, nah, bruh, he wilding right now. He, he doing, he doing too much. Somebody talked to him. Nephew was doing too much. That's how you know it's crazy. <sighs> the internet. Today's episode is brought to
0: you by Angie. when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. What else is going on? Oh, more from, you know, this trash-ass Black History Month. Your boy Jim Jones, I can't claim him. Your boy Jim Jones went to the Gucci store on Fifth Avenue in New York. So, like, the Gucci Hub store. And they put him in VIP. And according to Jim Jones, he was there, he and his entourage were there for two hours. And as is customary, when you're being serviced in VIP, and actually just customary, if you like, you know, just go in a Gucci store and you hang out there long enough, they'll offer you like, would you like some water? Would you like some champagne? Something like that. But definitely in VIP. So he's in VIP in Gucci again for two hours. He does this Instagram live. He says, we've been here for two hours. We're trying to spend 29000 American USD dollars in dineros. And he says, they haven't even sent us a salesperson. And he said, when we complain, they sent us this black dude. And he was like, the black dude can't do shit. He showed a picture of the black dude. The black dude, maybe I'm stereotyping. It was a big burly black dude. Looked like security to me. Could be wrong. So Jim Jones gets on Instagram and he's complaining about how the Gucci store is treating him like shit. And I'm watching this, right? And I'm thinking, it's always been weird to me ever since that incident where Gucci had those black sweaters with the um, the blackface red outline for the mouth. It was a huge thing. And then all of a sudden it went nowhere. Dapper Dan was already signed to Gucci. Gucci threw Dapper Dan out front to quell the situation. There was this big meeting up in Harlem. Dapper Dan, Bethany Hardison, a lot of other big black names in fashion. And they called in all the editors and they called in all the influencers. They had a list of changes that they wanted Gucci to make. And they were going to do all this diversity and inclusion. And maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. I have no idea. I just know after that meeting, all the cool black people on Instagram were wearing Gucci all of a sudden. And I was like, did y'all buy this or y'all got it for free? I'm asking a question I don't know. But then all of a sudden, there was no more Gucci controversy. And everyone was wearing Dapper Dan Gucci. I mean, specifically Dapper Dan Gucci, which is like the black Gucci, but still Gucci nonetheless. There was no more talk of a Gucci boycott. There was no more There was no more boycott. Everybody black famous and their mom was wearing Gucci. Okay, y'all clean that up quick. Um, but now Jim Jones is back in Gucci. He's saying Gucci's won't service him. And I'm thinking... Watching this, I was like, oh, Gucci's on that bullshit again. But then I'm also thinking, why the fuck are you still in the store? Why the fuck are you still in the store? You've been in the store for two hours. You're in VIP. You've been to Gucci before, and you know that it's supposed to happen in VIP because you've been in VIP Gucci before. They're not giving you the service that you're accustomed to giving. You've you're gone live, and you're implying that it's because you're black. Why are you still there? Like, I'll give you the first 10, 15 minutes. I'll give you maybe 20. After that, you've gone in the store. You're, you're trying to spend thousands of dollars. We're, you're not buying essentials. You're not buying medicine. You don't need Gucci. You want to spend your money in this store. And they're making it clear to you that they don't want your money. That's why no salesperson has come over. That's why no one's offered you, like you said, not even a bottle of water. Certainly not champagne. So why are you still there? You sat there and let these people treat you like shit for two hours. And you're still standing in there talking about you want to spend your money. Why? Why? Because I'm listening, I'm listening to the scenario as you're framing it out of your mouth. And I'm thinking, oh, Gucci on that bullshit again. But I'm also thinking, what the fuck is wrong with you? And why is your self-esteem so low that you want to spend your hard earned money with people who don't want you to spend it on them? What is it about this label Gucci? What is it that this does for your self-esteem or your brand or your whatever that you must have Gucci? You can't take it down the street to Louis. Like YSL is right there too. Hermes is right there too. You can literally walk the block and find a whole bunch of other European designers. Chanel is on the same block. Literally walk the block. Why? What is it about Gucci? What is it about your self-esteem that you still want to sit there and spend the money? So this is what I'm thinking watching the video. The next day, it comes out that Jim Jones is shooting a video. He's shooting some video called Shopping Spree. And he and his entourage had been going to the stores up and down Fifth Avenue, with no clearance to do this, by the way, throwing around money like they're in a strip club, making a ruckus, and filming the whole thing. That's why the folks at Gucci weren't assisting him. You went up into, and I would say this, not even just you going in Gucci, I would say this, you going into H&M, I would say this, you going into Forever 21, What in your right mind makes you think you can walk into somebody else's place of business short of a strip club where it is appropriate to throw money in the air, but to throw money in the air and just start videotaping shit like just to create your own video and cause a ruckus at somebody else's place of business. Jim Jones ran up in them stores acting a nigga. They wouldn't assist him. And so he got on Instagram complaining about them. Sir, you don't weaponize racism that way. Getting on Instagram trying to get people to feel sorry for you like you've been persecuted and you're trying to cry racism because you went to the store and they're not putting up with your fucking shenanigans. You're lucky they didn't put you out or try to call the police on you because that would have been real fucked up, right? Nigga shit. Oh, Black History Month. Black History Month. Kim Kardashian is on the cover of Vogue. Technically, it's the March issue, not the February issue, but magazines drop a month in advance. So Kim's March Vogue cover is hitting the early second week of February. It certainly does not help that, well, many things don't help. One of them being that Kim, Kim is a white woman. Kim is darker than me on the cover of Vogue. I was like, ma'am, how much tanning did you do? This is not the first time that she's basically brownfished on the cover of a magazine. I can't remember the other one. I posted it on my Instagram page when it happened. She had on like a short black wig. It was very much giving Elizabeth Taylor. She looked really pretty. But when I scrolled by, I was like, who is this black woman? I was like, is that Sierra? Is that Lala? Oh, it's Kim. Same thing happened with this Vogue cover. I knew it was her because I saw it on her account. But I was like looking at the image. You are the color of your biracial children, ma'am. You are not biracial. You don't have brown. Where did all this brown come from? It's a pretty image. But she's brown fishing. Diet Prada pointed out the African American influences of her styling, her posing of the art direction, really, of the whole shoot. One of them was a, a very classic Nina Simone photo. Another one was a very classic Beyonce photo. A couple other ones were nods to uh, Naomi Campbell. So for the March cover of the magazine that everyone knew was dropping in February. Y'all decided to put a white woman on the cover and brownfish her out and then give her a bunch of poses and art influence inspired by black women. OK. I didn't read the article. I, we've had to talk about Kim and Kanye the last couple of weeks because Kanye has just been out here doing crazy shit. And, and Kim responded to him. I don't care. I'm so sick of hearing about their damn divorce. Um, I saw some people saying that, like, you know, Kanye is the only reason that Kim ever got in Vogue and and Kim has even said as much. So for her to go to Vogue and talk about I'm doing it alone is such a jab at Kanye. We talking about the same Kanye who's been harassing her and shaming her in the media for months. That Kanye It's really nice when people take the high road. They're not obligated to. I don't see anything wrong with Kim talking to Vogue. I mean, yes, like Kanye introduced her to Vogue. So what is she supposed to do? Tell Vogue? No. Because Kanye is not around anymore? Or she's trying to get rid of him? Bah. I think they could have saved that cover for another month. I mean, if you want to give the the cultural capital of cool that comes with black culture, don't spray paint a white woman brown. Just put a black woman on the cover. It really could be that simple. Well, You ain't got to spray nothing down. You ain't got to worry about the, the color smudging off on any of the clothes. Just put a black woman on the cover. It's, it's, it's easy. There's tons of them. Euphoria is a really popular show. and Zendaya is the same color as Kim. Put her ass on the cover. Has she been on a Vogue cover? I think she's earned a Vogue cover. Put her ass on the cover. But they put Kim on the cover. I saw a bunch of people saying too, they were like, well, why isn't Andre Leon Talley on the cover? And I was like, y'all, get a grip. That was never going to happen. Even if Andre Leon Talley had not torched his bridge with Vogue before his untimely passing, chiffon trenches only came out within like the last year or two and he shitted on the editor-in-chief and basically the whole white fashion industry. He was never going on the cover of Vogue after that. But also, he was never going on the cover of Vogue before that. Andre Leon Talley is extraordinarily popular with black people. A certain kind of black people who are really into like fashion and entertainment. I don't think the average black person... Really knows who Andre Leon Tally is. Like, if you're, unless you're somebody who's really into fashion, I don't think he's like a super well known name outside of like the fashion circles. We can spread that out to entertainment in general, but I don't think he's super well known. Known enough, like, he made the cover of Ebony, and I think that was very apropos. I don't know if that was a digital cover or an actual cover, but there's an Ebony cover with his face on it. But for like a mainstream white publication, if my options were Andre Leon Tally, Recently deceased Andre Leon Talley, who also just shitted on me as an EIC and the whole organization within the last year and change versus Kim Kardashian and her 260 some odd million Instagram followers, it's probably going to be Kim. And I don't like saying that as a black person, but I'm just thinking from like the purpose of of who you put on the cover is to move issues on stands and to get commentary about the magazine. Kim Kardashian is going to generate more conversation than Andre Leon Talley. It just is what it is. Also, just as like an unofficial rule, editors at magazines don't get covers. Even Susan Taylor, who was the editor-in-chief of Essence, Susan Taylor was on the cover once, maybe twice. There's a possibility she was on the cover when she was still a model, but I'm talking like back in the 70s. But as like editor-in-chief of Essence, Susan Taylor was at Essence from what? Like 1974, 75 until 2007? She was definitely out in 2007. Susan Taylor left two weeks after I got there. And just as a rule, it's not something that you do. I would have loved to see some sort of, what is it called? Not a eulogy, not an obit, but some sort of way of honoring him. At least like a good page and a good 500-word essay about what he meant to, to fashion or to Vogue or just a rundown of his, his accomplishments, because there were many. I think just because of the timing that this Kim cover is hitting and when Andre Leon Talley passed, that March issue might have already been shipped on its way to print. They might not have been able to get something about him in the, in the March issue just because of the timing of his passing. If there's nothing in the April issue, though, okay, I know you're not putting him on the cover, but he was a Vogue editor for a significant amount of time. It's kind of like, I mean, stay with me here. It's a reaching analogy, but just stay with me on the overall of it. It's kind of like when Princess Diana was killed. Queen Elizabeth took forever and a day to say something. Her thought process at the time was she's no longer part of us. But everybody else was like, nah, 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 nah. Like, we know her because of you. And y'all did her dirty. Acknowledge her. And that's always been like a big stain about Queen Elizabeth, about how she didn't acknowledge Diana. I think it took her like three days to say anything. And people were pissed about that. I think the same thing would happen to Vogue if they didn't acknowledge Andre Leon Talley in print. I understand the several reasons he didn't make the cover, but to not mention his passing in the magazine, at least give him a full spread. So you have to get a photo and 500 words about his greatness written by somebody great. Even though he burned a bridge with the magazine, he still played a very important role in making Vogue the brand that it is. He was very instrumental in shaping it. So run that man his spread and his big photo, if not a full collage. That's that's the right thing to do. Leave the pettiness out of it. Like that was one of your own. Acknowledge him. <sighs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC. What else do I have on this list? Oh, I want to make a correction from a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the casting for The Color Purple. Taraji P. Henson was cast as Shug Avery, and I asked, can she sing? And I was very careful when I asked that. Taraji is a woman from DC, she is a hometown girl. Taraji is very beloved so no shade ever for Taraji and I gave the benefit of the doubt I don't know if she can sing I know she's from an era of people who can sing dance and act Um, so many of you did write into me and they were like yes ma'am Taraji can sing yes ma'am I was like I'm sorry I did not mean to offend many of you pointed out and they were like Taraji P Henson did sing in Hustle and Flow and can carry note and tune okay Many of you also pointed out that she's hard out here for Pip and that that song did win an Oscar. She did not sing on the version that won an Oscar. The Oscar for Best Original Song went to Three Six Mafia. Taraji does not have an Oscar for that song, but she did sing the song in the film. And I did not go back and look it up because I don't even think I made it through that whole film. That was a terrible film. I'm sorry. It It was a terrible film. And that role was beneath Taraji. No Judgment. But if y'all say she could sing, I'm gonna trust black women and believe that she can sing. Fair? Okay. Is there anything else going on? Oh, oh, oh. Yes, there is something we wanna talk about. I don't know if this story, you know, I don't watch the news anymore. I don't know if this story is circulating everywhere else. There was this huge story earlier today in the Los Angeles Times. Horrific allegations of racism prompt California lawsuit against Tesla. This is a huge story. In L.A., it feels like every other car is a Tesla. I have never seen so many Teslas in my life. In my building, when I'm driving out, I pass at least eight or nine Teslas. I counted one day. Tesla trucks, Tesla cars, like it's just in my building. There are tons of Teslas. So this story about Tesla... And it's racism is explosive here. Even before the story begins, there's a warning on the story. Quote, this story quotes several racist slurs allegedly directed at black workers at Tesla's California plant, according to a lawsuit filed against the company. How bad could it be? Oh, my God. So just to be clear, the headline that says horrific allegations of racism prompt California lawsuits. It doesn't mean a random organization or group in California decided to to file a lawsuit against Tesla agents, the civil rights agency of California, the whole civil rights agency of the whole state of California, the state of is filing a lawsuit against Tesla for all the crazy racism that's been happening at Tesla. This lawsuit is the result of a 32 month investigation again I'm reading from the LA Times this is what the lawsuit alleges quote Tesla segregated black workers into separate areas that its employees referred to as porch monkey stations the dark side the slave ship and the plantation black workers only black workers had to scrub floors on their hands and knees and they were relegated to the Fremont, California factory's most difficult physical jobs. Graffiti, including KKK, Go Back to Africa, a hangman's noose, the confederate flag, and quote, fuck niggas, were carved into restroom walls, workplace benches, and lunch tables, and were slow to be erased. There's more. According to the lawsuit. Tesla's black workers were subjected to, quote, willful, malicious harassment. They were also denied promotions and paid less than other workers for the same jobs. They were disciplined for infractions for which other workers were not penalized. This lawsuit is the largest ever brought by the state for racial discrimination in terms of the size of the affected workforce. I'm reading further down in this article on The Times. They also note that black workers make up 20 percent of Tesla's factory assemblers. But there are no black executives and just 3% of professionals at the Fremont plant, which is where all these accusations are coming from. 3% of the professionals are black. Besides the N-word, harassment at Tesla, according to this lawsuit, included slurs such as monkey toes, banana boy, hood rat, and mayete? A Spanish word for dung beetle. So I think it's worth noting that this is not the first lawsuit against Tesla. There was a class action suit that came up in 2017 and Elon Musk had a very interesting response to that one. So that lawsuit called Tesla, quote, a hotbed of racist behavior. Musk sent an email to employees describing company culture as, quote, hardcore and demanding. And he said that anyone who makes, quote, an unintentional slur should apologize. And he said the recipient should be thick skinned and accept the apology. Nigga, what? Are you serious? Also, the article notes that in October, a federal jury in San Francisco awarded a black elevator operator at a Tesla plant. $137 million in a harassment case. I vaguely remember that story, but I don't remember. What did they say to that man that he got $137 million? How many N-words is $137 million? That's a lot. That's a lot of racism. Good Lord. In the last two years, there have been at least 167 racial and sexual harassment suits against Tesla. At least five have been filed in the last six weeks. This is still according to the Los Angeles Times. What the fuck is going on at Tesla? I mean, a bunch of N-bombs and a bunch of racism, evidently. One of the complaints in the last six weeks was lodged by a black female employee who said her white female boss struck her with a hot grinding tool and called her stupid and the N-word and insulted her intelligence. The suit says the supervisor was fired, but later rehired. Another suit was filed by a man who said he wrote directly to Musk to complain about racial harassment. He was told to report to Human Resources where he was fired. What? Yeah, this is wild. I hope they take Tesla for everything they got. I was actually thinking about buying a Tesla at one point. Oh, God. I'm glad I didn't. Imagine black me driving a Tesla and hearing about black and hearing about porch monkeys in plantations. And hearing about the whole state of California suing these folks for all this rampant racism. Do you know how crazy shit gotta be for the state to sue you? Alright, that's it for this week. I wish we had better news. This is just a trifling episode. I wish we were going out on like a more positive note. Seeing as how we're going on hiatus. But you know, this is the news this week. And I'm leaving out like a bunch of crazy stuff. I watched that Bill Cosby documentary, We Need to Talk About Cosby. I'm skipping over that. I did a write-up on it on my social media pages, which, you know, being a black woman who is vocally against rape and and predators and violence against black women is a really what's the word? Painful the number of people who will attack you like personally and otherwise for believing hashtag protect black women. Is insane, And like tons of black women always show up and say like, yes, hashtag protect black women. But the number of men who go silent on these conversations is always noted, as is the number of men who show up to essentially justify rape. And I was like, sir, don't try to make excuses for rape. Like if you're also a raping rapist who rapes, allegedly, I think I have to say that because Cosby's case was overturned, then just say that. So that is today's episode. Again, I will be back on March 14th with brand new episodes. And I can't wait to talk to you then. I'll have plenty of updates. I don't expect that I'll be doing a bunch of fun shit. I expect I'll be chained to my desk writing. But maybe that means my desk here. Maybe that means my desk somewhere else. I don't know. I've been toying with that. I can't book shit because I don't have access to the complete contents of my bank account. I'm so over this shit. So we'll talk again soon and hopefully I'll have much better news when I come back in March. There's a couple big things coming up. I can think of at least two. I can think of at least two off the top of my head where I may need to do podcast episodes. I'm not promising anything, but I might not be gone as long as I expected. So we'll see. But in the meantime, I will be on social media. So if you need like your ratchet and respectable fix, I won't be posting at the same regularity that I am now, but snowfall is coming. I will be reviewing Snowfall because, like, that's my show. I live for Franklin St. and his fine-ass uncle, who is more lovely in real life than he is on on TV. Like, he's a lovely human. So, oh gosh, I feel so bad saying goodbye. We're not going to be sad. We're just going to treat it like normal. If you have not picked up your merchandise for Ratchet and Respectable, you can still grab it on DemetriaLLucas.com. We've got the hoodies. We've got the crews, We've got the t-shirts. If you want to support the podcast, there should be something in your size. We also still have like the Don't Waste Your Pretty like mugs and a few hoodies. They're on sale. I think we only have 3X and 4X left, but we do still have Don't Waste Your Pretty t-shirts and Don't Waste Your Pretty mugs. So if you want those as well, they're there. Okay. Until we speak again, y'all. Bye.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.